Hi, welcome to Family Haunts and History. My name is Kelly Meggs, and we're going to be talking to you today about some of the experiences that we're going to be going through over the next few years, um, vacations we've got planned, things we're going to do. Um, I'm here with my son, Zach. Zach, say hello. Hello. Um, my daughter, Danielle. Hi. Get closer to the mic. Hi. And my wife, Connie. Hello. I thought what we could do today is just kind of give us a little bit of a background on each of our individual um, beliefs and where we're at, just so you know where we're going forward. I'm a bit more of a pessimist than I think the rest of uh, the people in the room are. Um, Is that a couple of skeptic? No, I'm going to say I'm more, I mean, I, I believe honestly that there that is... That all hope is gone? That's what a pessimist is. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll say I'm an optimist. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it. I, I, I believe that it, you know, in my experiences, I've always been of the, of the um, belief that there's no such thing as anything paranormal or uh, life after death, beyond things like that, other than going to heaven. But over the last few years, my, I've started changing my beliefs a little bit just based on things that have happened in, in our life. And I think that that's something that, we should establish up front where you come from on your belief side so that people know what, you know, when you're experiencing something or you're going through something, you, they kind of know the background that you're coming from. So I, that's my personal. So in memory. layman terms, you didn't believe. I, I, he was a skeptic, be, not be, a pessimist. I'm still, I'm still a bit of a skeptic. <laughs> I still, I still haven't seen enough that makes me 100% believe. And that's why I think I, that's part of the reason that I think I want to go on this journey. All right. Well, uh, great answer. I'm probably the most intelligent and uh, knowledgeable about the paranormal <laughs> on this podcast. Really? As far, yeah. as, the, as, far as the different locations as and stuff, locations I would give you that. And how it works. Uh, <laughs> and how it works? Yeah, yeah how it works. Okay. How does you're you're work? also going to hear a lot of noises because this chair is creaky and uh, we have animals, as you may have just heard there on the last bit there. So ignore any extra noise you hear in the background. See, I would disagree. I would say that mom is probably the one that's most in right, tune with the paranormal. We'll, we'll find out in the show. We will find out. We will find out. Will I'm just the one who experienced out. the most. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. I have not had really any experiences yet, except a few that we'll get into eventually. Yeah, we've got a good story for the next, the, the second the, podcast. The, yeah, the next episode. It, it's uh, a it pretty involves in all detail. of us. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty in detail story. That's for sure. Maybe that's what led us to this podcast to begin with: is our experience as a family. I have yeah. a feeling I was there. You was were. It? You were a big, big part of it. Yeah, well, that's my why per, you're here. my pers- my perception. Because you are me. part of the family, so I was there. So that's why don't you introduce yourself here. now, Danielle, and give your background? Oh, okay, I won't. My name is Danielle. Danielle, and my background is. Oh, since I was eight, um, I was never a non-believer or a believer at the age of eight, so I was very young. Uh, Illinois, grandma's house, uh, was sleeping. An Italian man came up, from my perception, into the window. Did he have a pizza? How did you know he was I, w- I wish he had a pizza. Well, he had a wide set nose. I'm a spook for you now. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, he appeared Italian, okay? Uh, so he comes through the window. He looks at me and goes, shh. He comes to my bed. He puts under Uh, what my (laughs) my perception is. is a gun. Uh, He walks away. He again tells me to shh. Goes out the window the same way he came up. Uh, Reach underneath my pillow. 
what seems to me feels like a gun. But it was a cannoli. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I walk over to my mother, who was sleeping next to me in another twin bed in my grandma's house in Illinois. Told her I was scared and went to bed. And ever since, I've had experiences with different entities, different things, seeing things, feeling things. And so I guess I was never chosen to be a believer or non-believer. It just has happened. And I just get those vibes. Now, it being Chicago, are you sure this did not just actually happen? It might have. A mobster have. walked it... into your bedroom with a gun and told you to shush. grandfather. Sh- and told you to shush. Till this day, I swear <laughs> that it was real. <laughs> if you say anything, you're going to sleep with the fishes. <laughs> that's right. You know, and that's what, when you picture him, that's what exactly what he looks like. That's then, right. Well, I think that... I'm going to just chime in between you two because I know you, Connie's got more experience than all of us with this, but the reason that I started my journey to convert over was because of some of the things that Connie had that, that all of us were involved in, that you kids were involved in uh, with the truck crash. And um, then um, after that uh, scenario with my grandmother, so that might be something that you want to talk about. And the feelings that you get, yeah, because you, you get, she, you get these premonitions, and you're able to, you like panic and freak out, and I'm like, calm down, don't do anything, and then it turns around that the kids are in a car wreck, you know what I mean? So those kind of things. I don't know how that. How do you know that that feeling's coming on, or like that that's that moment's feeling, as opposed to a feeling in some other way? I don't know if premi- premonitions would be the same as the paranormal, but. I do get a thing that pops in my head it, it that would be I the know same. is the same, I yeah. guess. Or I similar. mean, something just pops in my head and tells me that this is happening now and that I have to act upon it. Yeah, so I'll just go into this story real quick. Um, Danielle was down visiting from Virginia. I guess she was in her 20s, 21, 22, somewhere in there. And uh, Zach was probably around 10. And Danielle came in and just said, hey, i got to run up to the store real quick. And... Um, We'll be right back. And I said, well, you can take the truck. So I threw the keys to her. And then uh, as she was getting ready to go, I said, hey, why don't you take um, Zach's friend home on the way? The house was right on the way home. So um, she grabbed him and they were walking out. And Zach said, hey, dad, can I go? And I said, yeah, go ahead. So they jumped in the truck and they took off and it was no big deal. And then Connie came out of the bedroom and was like in a panic. Like, what did you do? Where, where, Where are the kids at? And I said, they just ran up to the store real quick. And She's like, why did you do that? Why did you let him go? I can't believe you did that. There's going to be, they're going to be in a crash. And she's like, she was just acting like crazed. Like it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen you do. And um, you just wouldn't stop. And I said, you, you have to understand, honey, we're okay. There's nothing going to happen. And you just kept going and going and going about, we have to go get the kids. We have to go. We have to go. We have to go. And you wouldn't stop talking about it. And I don't know why you had that feeling. I mean, I had a, just a panic feeling came over when you told me to stop it, that I was acting crazy and I refused. I was going to walk because I knew that something had happened. Yeah, you were like getting ready to go and run and leave or whatever. So I'm like, fine, let's just take the car and go go find out what's going on. And by the time we even got ready to go, we, the phone had rang and the kids were in a, a head on collision. So you were right about that. It was. It's just a scary thing. And I don't understand why it happens, but it does. And then the, the second time was when um, we were at my my grandma, my, no, it was my mom and dad's house for Christmas, and uh, we were leaving, and you made me go back and say goodbye to my grandmother because you said you're not going to see her again. And we turned around went back, and it was weird and didn't understand it, but that was the last time I ever saw her, so you were right again. So 
those kind of things get me believing that there is some type of connection or feeling that you can get from either other dimensions or other people that have passed and things like that. So it kind of opens your mind up for those kind of things. Almost like a gateway, just like a sense. And you don't know why you're getting that sense, basically. It's almost that you can read someone's soul is how I feel. You know, as far as your grandmother, when I did that, I had hugged her goodbye and I had um, just started crying and she knew exactly what I was crying for. And she told me that she wanted to go and I could tell that's what without words I knew that I read her soul, and I had to tell you that it was time that she was going to go, and I was correct, and I don't like those feelings, so I don't want to act like I'm strange. It, it's, a, it's, not, it's, it's scary to me because you feel like you're not normal. When and, the, and the real problem, I think, for you emotionally with it is because it's only when it's people that are close to you. You know what I mean? You don't do it for, like, strangers. You don't see strangers in the mall and go, hey, you know, like some people do. You you only have that connection with people that you love and people that you're close with. Sometimes, unless I'm talking to somebody, sometimes if I look in their eyes, sometimes I can read inside them. Like inside, sometimes I read, I don't know, through their eyes when I look at someone, sometimes I can read their thoughts through their mind. It's very weird. I don't well, understand. the eyes are the window to the soul, as the saying is. That's true. It's very true. You know, uh, one of the things that, it doesn't scare me anymore, and, and one of the things I had... In our old house, and this was one of the few things that I've had, is that um, sometimes people think, well, you're dreaming, you know, and it, and it wasn't a dream. I had been sleeping on the couch. Um, one of the kids were sick, so I slept on the couch with, the, with one of the children, and I had woke up. And when I woke up, I knew I was awake because I seen the TV, I seen the fireplace, I seen everything, and I seen a black figure come out of the wall and it was a young girl in a probably 1800s kind of outfit with long, dark hair. At first, I thought it was my daughter because my daughter has very long hair at the time. And I thought, oh, it was Danielle getting up. But I sat there and I watched the girl come well, out of the wall. her room was in that direction. Yes, so her room was in right that now. direction. So at first, I thought, well, maybe it's Danielle and I'm just seeing the shadow of Danielle. But I watched the girl come from the wall and go into the fireplace and not even look at me. And I just stared at it the whole time, and I didn't want to make any noise or anything. I just stared at her and watched her do that. So I am aware that there is a, I'm going to call it like they do the third dimension or another dimension that um, sometimes we're not aware of, that sometimes we're able to see, and these people exist through that. And, a lot, and, and one of the things that I've found out recently is that the area that we live in was inhabited by a lot of Indians and a lot of wars and things like that happened here. Um, what's the guy from the Seminoles? Who's the Osceola? Uh, yeah. Chief Osceola was shot in Denellen and he ended up dying from those, those wounds, but he was actually shot within five miles from our house. So there was, there was colonized Indians right here all over the place. And that's one of the things that I think maybe, I didn't even know about it when you told that story. But and you, pioneers, you know. there was a lot. Oh, there yeah, was an absolutely. epidemic with children where they all died of, uh, you know, I don't know if it was the measles. And you or guys uh, did not share this information with me. <laughs> I knew about that information. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, yeah. thank you, family. Yeah, I, I looked it up after I had that experience because I, I actually am reading a book now about it. Yeah, so. I didn't understand why I would see such a girl in that area because I thought no one ever. It was very woodsy where we live, and I never thought anybody. It was straight would forest. Live there. Yes. 
Well, and, thank you, family, and, for the uh, heads up. <laughs> one of uh, one of my experiences is uh, fairly recent, and I had this experience with uh, my mom, and we were at a hotel that was somewhat old, and uh, we had just gotten done packing up the truck to leave the hotel and we went into the elevator with some with some other person and normally you would smell someone if they came outside and they were they were having a cigarette break or something so we went up to the elevator we didn't smell anything he leaves on the second floor and the doors close okay and as they fully close and like right before it goes up again it opens again the elevator like someone pressed the button to open and nobody pressed any buttons no one else got in and then the scent of cigarettes or cigar. But the door closed by itself also. Well, that's normal for an elevator. They, they usually do that, Mom. Well, I'm just saying it opened. <laughs> no one, it opened and then it closed, and that's when yeah. the, the cigarette yeah. smell And then the cigarette in. smell started piling into this elevator. Like, it was someone, like, just lit up a cigarette in the, in the elevator with us. And we got to the floor that we were in, and we got off, and we didn't smell it in the vents. Like, I thought we would smell it. I heard you guys talking because I yeah. was still down on the first yeah. floor by the elevator. So yeah. I could hear you through the elevator shaft yeah. trying to figure out what the hell was no, going Zach on. No, Zach made us yeah. go back down to the and second then, floor. Yeah, I went to the second floor to smell like, oh, maybe someone smoked on the floor or something. And it's in the vents. And uh, we didn't smell it in the elevator when we went back down. There was no scent on the second floor. That guy didn't even smell. He, like, he didn't even go out to have a cigarette, I don't even think. So that's just... A creepy, unexplained experience I had at that hotel. And the same hotel is the night before the bathroom by the lobby. I had walked in by my. We were all sitting around the pool just talking, and we. I walked in to go to the bathroom uh, right next to the lobby, and I walked in, and the, and the way it was is you walk in the door, and to the right are the urinals, and then there's one stall where somebody could go in or whatever. And I walked in and went to one of the urinals and was just kind of standing there, like you stare at the wall and don't really pay attention to anything. And the door opened. I heard footsteps, like someone walked past me. And then I heard him go in the stall and I kind of heard a, you know, like the, the sound of relief. Like, ah. And then that was it. I didn't hear anything else. So I got done and I went over and washed my hands. And when I looked in the mirror, I noticed that there were no feet underneath the stall and the stall door was still open so i'm like going this is really strange why would someone go in there yeah someone's standing stuff? up standing yeah, up I on mean, the urinal what are they doing? so so i walked in and actually looked around the corner and there was nobody there so it was kind of strange and so i actually brought that incident up to someone that worked at the hotel and he said which bathroom is it the one right next to the thing and i said and i could tell by his the look on his face that he had had some kind of experiences there and he said he would go in there at night and sometimes the water would be running and he would turn off and make sure all the waters were off. That he would go do something. He would come back and all the waters were back on again. So it's just, you know, just weird things that happen. And I guess you start paying attention to them a little bit more when you can't explain them and when things happen. Well, sometimes you think, like mom said, you think you're crazy. You think, you know, well, I'm just seeing things. After a while, you'll, you start to notice these things a little bit more, pay attention a little bit more. And you're like, hmm, am I a little crazy? Do I believe? Do I not believe? And that's where I understand where skeptics get their perception of not believing in spirits. Well, like I really, truly try to explain everything away. That's, that's the way I try to make sense of it. In my I mean, mind. I do too. I do try to make sense of it, but sometimes I can't. And that's the unexplainable. And I think that's, what's really put us on the adventure that we're all about to take as far as what we're doing. I mean, the fact that I think we all have partial, like say 
slight experiences. And I think we are trying to confront that and see, is this something that's truly happening or, and is it possible that it can happen or is it just weird coincidences that have happened in our life? Coincidences in our mind. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. There is no coincidence. Well, I mean, that's unfortunately I have to have some hard evidence and I don't have that at this point. I don't personally. We would need like on tape ev- evidence is what dad is suggesting with his hard evidence he wants. Yeah, I mean, and I, I can watch all the videos. I can watch 10,000 freaking videos of other people doing it. And I always yeah. imagine like, okay, the teddy bear that moves by itself has a string attached to it or whatever it is. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, just like when you're seeing, you know, we know we're watching those shows. You're like, well, there's a string over here and this and that. And this is how they did it. You know, you can figure out that stuff in a second. Right. That's why I want to have my own experience so I know, and, hey, I yeah. didn't do it. And we're going to go out and uh, seek our own experiences on this show where we've got some, some trips planned in the future and uh what you want to say something no i was saying yeah oh yeah Yeah, so we got some trips planned and we're also going to go over some history of these haunted places that we're going to as well as haunted places that we might not end up going to due to uh what what are you looking at me time restrictions time restrictions you said doo-doo i said (laughs) (laughs) doo-doo all right well yeah the only thing I, I, I think we should really do is maybe spend a little bit of time talking about the places that we're going um, in the next few months. Uh, we've got weeks. a big trip coming up in two weeks. Yeah, in two weeks, we've got the Sally House, which is recognized as one of the most haunted yeah. houses in America, um, depending on who you talk to. I personally have Sally tattooed on my right arm. <laughs> it's so spelled I'm differently. Scared. I'm spelled excited, differently. but spelled differently. That is correct. Yeah, significantly differently. But... Uh, I'm going to take this one with a grain of salt. I'm not going to go in there thinking just because I have Sally with a Y. <laughs> well, maybe that'll help. Uh, maybe that'll help deter, cause some, some, some spirits. Yeah. Maybe stir know, up some, some scratches on the arm there. Yeah. Now, you, Zach, you know a lot of the history of the house. I do. Um, I don't think you guys have really done a lot of research on it yet, but you're going to listen to the things that we do over the next couple of weeks. I mean, the house was yeah. built in the, what was it built in the mid 1800s? Mid 1800s. Um, but we'll get into that more in another episode about the Sally house. Yeah. When we're actually going there. So to give you a little bit of background on that, but it's an old house. It should be, uh, every, it seems that everybody that goes there has a, a pretty, uh, a good experience. experience. And then we yeah. got some other big places too on the, on the, on the list there that we'll, uh, we'll announce later down the road Yeah, and yeah. we'll do episodes on them. But I'm definitely going into the Sally House being actually a non-believer. Just letting you know, a non-believer. I don't believe that. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I'm not believing that that's a non-believer. I'm going to go in as a... a, um... You're a non-believer until you go in the door and you're like, okay, I want to (laughs) leave. Oh, no, I'm I'm fighting through. Definitely be a skeptic walking in, but I don't know that I'll leave one. Just based on what I've heard. (laughs) I just don't want to walk out with one. A skeptic? No. No, we don't want to bring a skeptic. (laughs) I have already had that issue, and I don't want that again. Well, we'll go over that more in the next episode, and I think this is going to bring us to an end on this first episode. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a pilot episode. They'll be longer in the future because we'll have the history to go over. We'll have the, the, the investigations and the things we visit to go forward. So I think that was a, a good way there to end our first episode. I concur with that. Does anyone else want to add anything? Are we, are we done? No, I think that I think we just covered everything. I just want everybody to get a little bit of a background on our each of our beliefs and opinions, so that as we move forward, you can kind of tell, hey, this is the skeptic. This is someone who believes. 
this is someone who has a little bit of insight. Um, I think it'd be good for everybody. I have a question. If I'm the one who has seen many um, ghosts, does that mean that I'm going to be the one that's um, going to be possessed? No. He, he, <laughs> <What? to> be, <laughs> no usually, usually the Sally House takes the people that don't believe okay, and, good. Does, and stays away from everybody else, but... You never know what you're going to get, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess like you a go in, box uh, of chocolates. You, you should definitely know. go in being skeptic then if they uh, if they attach to people who don't believe. Man, that's kind of what I'm worried about. You threw something at me. <laughs> Danielle threw something at me. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. So tune in next week when we bring you some uh, some, some a bigger story in our life. More experiences yes. coming your way. Yeah, Where more, this more, all came more from. More experiences. All right, next week we're going to share why we decided to do this. As a family, we've gone through a um, very paranormal experience, and we want to share that with you. And this is why we're taking this to a next level, and we're going to take you along with us on our road. And please like, rate, review, and give us some good feedback on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you listen on. We're going to be on everything you can think of. And if you have a story... Let us know, and we'll be more than happy to contact you and maybe have you on the show.